You're tuned in to the thinking out loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Featuring author, speaker, and minister. Michael Nimmons. So very excited to be back on a brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I hope you missed us. We were off last week, but we're back with a brand new edition. And we thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend it with us right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And of course, we've got a great show in store for you. We've got a good friend of ours and partner, podcast partner. We're so very excited to be interviewing uh, the distinguished gentleman, superintendent of the Service Learning District, Mr. D'Angelo Alexander. Oh man, hey, thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Heard a lot about the show, and uh, after we did that show um, yes. in August, uh, the back to school um, show for all our parents in the community. And since then, um, I've been hearing about you almost every week. So you're doing good <laughs> things, Mike. You're doing good things. If ever you get confused about who you are, all you need to do is go to God's word and you will be reminded of our divine identity. Just ask Abraham who we are. Ask Isaiah who we are. Ask Elijah who we are. Ask Elisha who we are. Ask Jacob who we are. Ask Joseph who we are. Ask King David who we are. Ask Moses who we are. Ask Joshua who we are. Ask the three Hebrew boys who we are. Ask the twelve apostles who we are. Ask King Solomon who we are. Ask Ruth who we are. Ask Esther who we are. Ask the woman with the issue of blood who we are. And if you're still confused, ask Jesus Christ who we are. Hello and welcome to a brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're so very excited to be back again. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nemes. You're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to, be, to the issues that matter to you. So very excited to be back on a brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I hope you missed us. We were off last week, but we're back with a brand new edition. And we thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend it with us right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And of course, we've got a great show in store for you. We've got a good friend of ours and partner, podcast partner. We're so very excited to be interviewing uh, the distinguished gentleman, superintendent of the Service Learning District, Mr. D'Angelo Alexander. Uh, you've heard the commercials about the Detroit 
uh, Redford and Oak Park Service Learning Academies where we're interviewing the superintendent of these great institutions right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. It's an interview I can't wait to share with you in just a few minutes. But before we jump into the interview, guys, I just want to give a few shouts out of this uh, in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I want to give a special shout out to the coach of the Michigan State Spartans, Mel Tucker. Guys, he is doing a phenomenal job. Uh, we talked about this a couple shows ago, might have been maybe even last or oh, well, a couple weeks ago uh, in one of our shows on uh, the, the phenomenal job that coach Mel Tucker is doing with the uh, now 6-0 and Michigan State Spartans. Who would have thought that this team uh, would be 6-0 and and we are uh, about halfway in the uh, through the Big Ten season and uh, I'm just amazed at the the talent that we have and um, and what we're doing on the field. Uh, I just, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about the prospects of what we have coming up. We're playing Indiana this this coming week and uh, I think that's going to be a win and then we have a week by before the big game against the that, that school up the street in Ann Arbor uh, we're going to be playing them in East Lansing this year that's right the big rivalry game takes place in East Lansing and uh, I I, um, I think we're going to be victorious in fact I'm, I'm saying that right now on the air October 30th everybody who's listening Michigan State Spartans are going to be victorious I'm saying it on the air and book it the prophet has spoken <laughs> that's right book it right now Michigan State Spartans are going to be victorious in East Lansing on our home field uh, against those guys up the street in Ann Arbor you know who they are and uh, you know they're not going to get a mention on our podcast but nevertheless want to give him a shout out for doing a phenomenal job and also to uh, you know the the, 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 the the transfer running back from Wake Forest Kenneth Walker the third guys Heisman he's got to be a Heisman candidate if he is not uh, one already he should be uh, Kenneth Walker the third for the Heisman uh, which is the uh, the highest uh, athletic trophy of football player can get in the collegiate rank so I am uh, I'm promoting that and you heard it here first uh, I'm, I'm, I believe he should be a he should be a Heisman candidate and uh, if he keeps doing what he's doing I think he put up somewhere around 253 yards on the ground uh, against the uh, uh, the Scarlet Knights the Ruck, Rutgers Scarlet Knights on last week uh, weekend uh, you know if he keeps doing this guys there's no way he should not be an invitee in uh, in New York for the Heisman presentation so I'm excited about Michigan State obviously I bleed green and white very excited about my school and what we have going on again shouts out to Mel Tucker and those Spartan dogs Also, in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we are promoting podcast partners. That's right, guys. We're so very excited about all of our 
podcast partners that we have on the Thinking Out Loud radio show uh, from uh, the Service Learning District, the Detroit, the Redford Service Learning, the Ref, uh, Detroit Redford and Oak Park Service Learning Academies. Again, we're interviewing the distinguished superintendent, D'Angelo Alexander, on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, uh, Damari Graphics. Uh, we are so very excited again to have him as a part of uh, our Thinking Out Loud radio show family uh, to uh, Stephanie D. Saunders, uh, another great uh, uh partner of ours who's done a lot of our spots on the Thinking Out Loud radio show and she's doing some phenomenal things as well. Uh, she's been on the Tom Joyner morning show and done spots for our show and many other things. Stephanie D. Saunders shouts out to her, uh, to all of our partners and to all of the guests that have been on the Thinking Out Loud radio show as we celebrate four years of doing this podcast. We could not have done it without you and without your support but we uh, truly appreciate the podcast partners that have linked up with us and uh, one thing I want to say about podcasts it is a growing medium a growing platform those who are entrepreneurs business owners organizations that are have a product or service that they want to promote they're looking for an affordable way to do so I would hope you consider the Thinking Out Loud radio show for your advertising needs. Uh, again, this is a growing platform and uh, we have an affordable affordable plan in place for those who are interested in advertising on our podcast. So we are looking forward to partnering with you to help you promote your business or service right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. If you're interested, send us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com or DM us on any of our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TOL Radio Host MSN on Twitter and Instagram or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud HQ. We'd be more than happy to help you promote your business right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Well, we're getting ready to take our first break, but when we come back, we're getting right into my interview with this distinguished superintendent of the Service Learning District, Mr. D'Angelo Alexander. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Maya Nimmons, and I want you to listen to my dad, Michael Nimmons, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And now, available on the Detroit Praise Network website. You better listen to that little girl, the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Stephanie D. Sanders, award-winning singer, songwriter, author, voiceover artist, and more. Heard on shows like the Time Join the Morning Show and the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Book Stephanie D. Sanders, the voiceover your podcast or radio intros or commercials. Do yourself a favor and visit stephaniedsanders.com and upgrade your podcast or radio show by booking Stephanie D. Sanders. You'll definitely be glad that you did. 
refined, rebranded, reinvented, reinvigorated, revived. The new MichaelNimmons.com website is finally here. And believe me, it's worth the wait. A state-of-the-art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, watch Thinking Out Loud TV, read the Thinking Out Loud blog, purchase books and swag, and so much more. Subscribe today and get a free gift on us. Stop by the new MichaelNimmons.com. It is sure to be a thought for working experience. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95, or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. Emmy Award-winning journalist, Jimmy O'Hill. I have to ask ourselves, how is it that we're trying to allegedly reach racial harmony, but we want to have celebrations of racist things all the time? Again, we can't have unity unless we agree that something's bad. And we sound even more foolish by saying, oh, no, but we changed the meaning. Okay, they can say the same thing in Germany about a lot of things but you don't see it because they knew in order for real healing to take place, they had to disavow all that stuff, which is why they paid reparations to the descendants of the Jews that were killed and harmed. That's why they did it. Apologies don't work unless you put some level of action behind it. It's my really long-winded way of saying that when I think about the national anthem, it doesn't represent everybody. Mark Cuban knew it. He talked about it. That's why they stopped doing it. And you know what? They didn't do it for 13 games and no one noticed. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. In need of a logo design for your business, then check out DM Designs. Need flyers, t-shirts, business cards, or a website for your business, then check out DM Designs. The people at DM Designs will get you right for your next business venture. They're professional and courteous, and they get the job done right every time. Check out the team at DM Designs. Give them a call today at 734-219-5266. DM Designs, bringing your imagination 
to life. What is up, beautiful people? It's your girl, Lex Devine, in the building, kicking it with yours truly, Michael Nimmons, on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. All right, y'all, stay tuned. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. All right, guys, we are back, and I am so, so very excited and honored to have a very special guest with us on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. Uh, he has been with us on a forum that we had a few weeks back. In fact, back in September, uh, no, actually it was in back in August, I believe it was, where we had a uh, back to school forum. And uh, he was one of the panelists for uh, this forum. Uh, and I, I just had to have him back because uh, I wanted to make sure that we gave him a, an opportunity to talk more about his background in education. And uh, he is a new partner, a podcast partner uh, of ours with uh, the uh, Service Learning District. And uh, I can't wait to jump into this interview with him in just a few minutes. But as we always do, I want to make sure I give him a proper introduction. Uh, Mr. D'Angelo H. Alexander is a superintendent of Service Learning District. And prior to his current role, he was the principal of, Dave, of David L. McKenzie Elementary School, a DPS community school, a district school serving grades pre-K through eight. Um, D'Angelo. Uh, has championed one of the most efficient administrative processes, ultimately contributing to a transition school climate being a nurturing, positive environment for staff and students. Uh, he has 31 years of executive and administrative experience in education. He holds a Master's of Arts in Education Administration from Mary Grove College and a BS in Education from Central State University in Wilberforce, Ohio. And he was born in Hamilton, Ohio, and has two children, his daughter, Asaya Denai, and son, D'Angelo II, uh, are very proud of him, I'm sure. We're so happy uh, to have him with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud radio show welcome to new friend of the show and good friend of ours, uh, superintendent of the service learning a district, uh, my good friend, Mr. D'Angelo Alexander. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Heard a lot about the show. And uh, after we did that show um, yes. in August, uh, the back to school um, show for all our parents in the community. And since then, um, I've been hearing about you almost every week. So you're doing good <laughs> things, Mike. You're doing good things. Uh, uh, were you the valedictorian of Michigan State? I was. I was the, your class. Uh, the class speaker. Yeah, I was a class speaker back in 1998, December 1998 at Michigan State University. That's correct. Woo! So 98. Yes. 99 is when Detroit Service Learning Academy was uh, lifted up and, and evolved. Wow. Found it. That's right. That's right. Wow. As a matter of fact, um, um, our founder... Our president of um, Elite School Management, which is the management company that manages 
uh, the service learning districts is Mr. Maurice Evans. And a lot of, uh, we consider him to be the founder of the district because he was a board member of the YMCA. See, the school started off as a YMCA learning service learning academy. And um, he was a member of the Y, so they gathered this group together as an advisory board. Right. He was on that advisory board taking a look at it. Then when the school was actually in the process of becoming, he became a board member. And so uh, he's the one anchor, I would like to say, that's been here since day one, before the vision after division and now and during, during division. division. Um, so much um, to the point where he served on the board. He spent a lot of his time helping uh, run the school with l- different leaderships and all of that, where he was actually asked if he, maybe you need to manage the school. <laughs> you wow. know, maybe you need to step off the board because you know what the, you, you know what the school needs. You know, the, you know where the school was. This uh, Detroit Service Learning Academy was one of the first schools of excellence in the state of Michigan. And so if, if not the first, I believe it was the first. And so um, eight years ago, we're celebrating eight years of elite school management, managing this school. And, and they've done some great things um, with Mr. Evans as the CEO of elite school management and the CAO of the service learning district. Um, we just got renewed. Our authorization was just renewed with Lake Superior State and um, elite school management uh, led by Mr. Evans has a strong and great relationship with um, Lake Superior State. So, man, he is uh, truly the rock, the anchor, and uh, the mover of this place. You know, it, with his vision, we can guide and direct and, and move forward with this vision. That is absolutely awesome. Uh, as you know, those that listened to the show and, and, and heard uh, the Back to School Forum uh, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, back in August, uh, Maurice Evans, the CEO of Elite School Management, was a part of that panel, and he and I have known each other for a very long time. Uh, very influential uh, 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 gentleman in my life, and uh, you know, him and I both go to the same church, and uh, we just have a lot in common. So, uh, good friends, and definitely, uh, he is a a leader par excellence. I'm sure you already know that, and um, and so, uh, just uh, very happy to have uh, the Service Learning District as a sponsor of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And that's one of the main reasons we have the superintendent, D'Angelo Alexander, with us on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Again, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, in my head, as you were talking about, Mr. Evans, I couldn't help but think of, and I hope this is not politically incorrect, no. I couldn't help but think of, uh, a, he is a creme de la creme negro. <laughs> <laughs> Creme de la creme. Creme de la creme. <laughs> I have to make sure next now, time I, mean I see that. him, I, I, mean know I don't that. know. You know, times have changed, and I definitely mean that like a compliment. Oh, I'm sure so he knows I, that. I, I hope, sure I hope don't nobody think I'm throwing shade because I love him. You know, he's done great things with him for me and continues to support me as I help guide the ship, as I help guide the ship and direct right. the ship. Yeah. Uh, one of your other church members heard I was going to um, do this, and he told me to tell you hello. He said, oh, man, he spoke highly of you. That's how I know you you uh, 
I know you like, did you research me? No, I Mr. Mike Young. Young. <laughs> yes, I know Mike Young. Absolutely. Good friend of ours. Just saw Mike uh, over the weekend, uh, yesterday, actually, uh, Sunday, Sunday service. Yeah. He, uh, he is, uh, uh, head of your security. I'm, uh, right. He, he is the chief of security. Chief of security. And, and he is, he does his job well, is, I'm sure. Oh, he is the best. I've been in the business for 31 years. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of security officers, uh, at schools, some, uh, armed, uh, not armed, uh, young, <laughs> old. He is, the best. He takes it serious. Uh, as a leader of schools, you normally have to worry about a whole lot of things on top of the, um, the drills. Well, he takes care of the drills. I don't have to worry about that. My other leaders don't have to worry about the drills. He schedules them. He makes sure that they happen. And he is about fidelity. Mm. <laughs> if you know Mike, you know Mike. <laughs> I, absolutely. You gotta, absolutely. you gotta appreciate, um, the way he takes care of business. He takes it serious. Anything dealing with security, he's on it. Parking lot, in That's the school, right. out the school, surround the school. You know. <laughs> That's right. That's Mike. That is Mike. Yeah. Yeah. That is so Mike. Mike. Mike, we appreciate having Mike. Man, I'm telling you guys, I know you're enjoying my interview with this distinguished gentleman, uh, superintendent of the service learning district, my good friend, D'Angelo Alexander with us on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. Uh, you told us a lot about, uh, your CEO, Maurice Evans, and of course, my good friend, Mike Young, but I want you to tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself because you have a distinguished career in education. Uh, we kind of touched on a little bit of it uh, in your bio, but I want you to share a little bit more about yourself with our listeners. Great. You know, um, um, most people that see me in this position think that I come from uh, a two-parent family, um, suburbs. Mm. Um, um, A lot of people think I'm a graduate of Cas Tech. And uh, they, they, if they re- only knew, a lot of times I don't even say nothing. I just let them think what they think. Um, but I'm actually from Ohio. I'm from Southern Ohio. I'm from a small town called Hamilton, Ohio. Um, most people that know about Hamilton, Ohio, is uh, it was a uh, crack world. It was on uh, the 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 news, sixty minutes, because of crack and its prevalence in that neighborhood. There, mm. how small it was. Everyone would call it uh, Little Chicago, and a lot of gangsters used to come through there back in the day. Um, but I'm from the projects, single family home. Um, both of my parents, um, uh, you know, lived what I would like to say the black sheep life. Um, mm. But I'm a child of the community. Um, I was uh, learned, raised to have good manners, to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. And I wasn't no angel, but when an adult was around, they thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I like to tell everybody that uh, because I was, I could play sports, um, my coaches helped guide and direct me, and I stayed out of a lot of trouble. I avoided a lot of trouble that my friends would get into because of sports. And, um, I was smart, but I didn't, I, I was not applying myself until high school. Um, and so I, uh, when I graduated, um, from high school, I um, went to Central State University in Wilberforce, Ohio. And, um, there, luckily there, I was, uh, you know, the, the advisors and the professors at, at a, at a, at a historically black college 
are when I was when I went there, and I imagine they still are, were uh, like your mama, your daddy, your granddaddy, your uncles. Every all of them had expectations that are you know you think you get in the way you think you get in the way and you go grow up. It's like uh uh-uh, uh son, uh, come here boy. Uh, Pull your pants up, tight shoes. <laughs> right. You need a haircut. Here. You ain't got no money. Uh, here. Go get a haircut. And next time I see you in class, you better have a haircut. Don't go spend that on no junk. I mean, so I had that type of experience at Central State University um, where they saw something in me. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, most of my I'm talking now and when I when I leave here, I'm quiet. Before I get to on the set or before I get the set being in school, my job, or in front of people. Before that, all that, I'm quiet. And I grew up quiet. I grew up. My my father liked to say I was a sponge. Um, and I guess he's right because my retention and retainment of information is, I got so much stuff in here, stuff I don't need. Um, but I remember all the way back to when I was two years old, I can remember. Wow. And um, I went into education because I worked at camp. Uh, for the YMCA, ironically, not, it was in, uh, Middletown, Ohio. And while working at camp, I was a camp counselor and I was just working, uh, what they call a CETA job back in the day. You remember mm-hmm. CETA jobs? You probably remember, you're probably too young for that. Yeah. So I was working a CETA job and, uh, the summer of 1985 and, um, all the other people were in school or were teachers. And they asked me if I was a teacher or if I was in school. And I was like, no. It's like, well, you really should think about it because you are excellent. You're a natural with all the kids. I was like, okay. So when I went to Central State, I majored in elementary education because they encouraged me. It was something that I was good at naturally. Um, And then you get into all the methods courses and they start, it it don't feel so natural anymore. Right, right, right. I graduated from Central in, in 1990, and I worked at East for a minute. Um, for, that was my first certified teaching job. When I graduated from uh, college, I was certified um, in, in in 1990, and so it was. That was so crucial. I didn't know how golden I was as a young black man certified in elementary education. But this is what happened. I sent my paperwork into the state to get certified with my uh, and my uh, fee. I think it was $75. Um, and I got a phone call. I can remember the day on October the 5th and, uh, of 1990. And, um, it was a lady from the central, from the, uh, certification department of Michigan department of ed. She said, may I speak to D'Angelo Alexander? I said, yes, ma'am. I'm speaking. She was like, I just wanted to confirm that you were a male. I said, you know, I'm young. I'm 22, 23. I'm like, okay. She said, no, no, young man, you are the sixth certified male in elementary education in the state of Michigan. Whoa. Not black, not white. Just just the number six, one, two, three, four, five, sixth. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you. You know me. I I mean, well, you don't know me, but I'm just saying I was young, you know, a young guy. He's like, so what? You know, you understand the gravity, (laughs) right? I didn't understand the gravity. So I taught it. Um. Carter G. Woodson at Inkster uh, for one year. Then I was recruited to be a teacher at Paul Robeson Academy. That's why I'm one of the founding teachers of Paul Robeson Academy. Um, and that was a male 
supposed to be a male school. It was supposed to, we, three schools were supposed to be created that year in 1990. Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, and Paul Robeson. And all three were slated to be all male academies. We were sued by ACLU and the National Organization of Women because at that time, not now, but at that time, it was a violation of civil rights to have an all male or any single sex school uh, because of Brown versus Board of Education. Really? But wow. since then, that law has changed. And now you can have a single sex school. The only way back then you could have a single sex school is if it was an alternative school, not a prep school. Oh. So that's where back in the day you had Frederick Douglass, all male high school, that was an alternative school at the time. A lot of that's this is true history. So, right. um, and what about Jay Zoo? Jay Zoo, that uh, I don't know much about. Jay, that's a, a Catholic school. They were private. Oh, uh, you can have private. a private all male school. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, my son actually is a student at University of Detroit, Jesuit. Yeah, yeah, and Jesuit, that's all. Correct. You can have a private, but we're talking about public. Public, public, public got it. Okay. Brown versus Board of Education was all about a free right to a public education. Education, got it. Equal, equal education. So they used uh, used that against us, and we became. Uh, uh, African-centered school. And that was easy because we were learning how to uh, teach. See, the reason we were learning how to teach young black boys how to be, period, how to be. Because in the 1987, there was an article written, a white paper written that stated young black boys are becoming extinct. Mm. So that was, that's why I used the term to be, because we were becoming extinct because of all of the violence around, uh, across the nation, right. in, in the black communities. Right. Watts, uh, uh, Chicago, over the, uh, over the Rhine in Cincinnati. I mean, you could go all day in, in Detroit. Remember, remember Detroit, Gary, Indiana, Chicago, and New York was battling at that time for who, who was the murder capital. Mm. That were, those were like bragging rights in uh, back in the day between eighty seven and ninety. It was, it. it was it was. I mean, I know we we're, we talk about today being rough, but it was it, but was, it was rough, rough back in the day. Absolutely, yeah. And so, being a young black male graduating from college, being a certified teacher, I was golden. So that's why they they rec- recruited me, and and then so Malcolm X was the first all male school. Then they created Marcus Garvey, and then the third one was Paul Robeson. Well, I was recruited by the principal, the founder of Paul Robeson, Dr. Ray Johnson, and they tried to steal me from him because they were claiming that they were first, so they should have me first. Literally, they were having these arguments, and I was out in the hallway. I'm like. I want to be where, you know, it's, it's crazy. But I taught at Paul Robeson for seven years. And um, I went to Mary Grove at the same time while I was at Paul Robeson to get my master's degree in education and leadership. And um, uh, the Edison design came up, um, which is, it became the Edison design became, no, the Edison project became Edison schools. And now I think it's known as the Edison design. And um, I was recruited to start Detroit Edison public school Academy as an Academy director, which is mm. similar to being a principal of your section of an Academy. And at the time I was, uh, 
I was really good with the middle school students, grades 6th, 7th, and 8th. So I was the junior academy director of Detroit Service Learning Academy when we started that. Now, when we started Paul Robeson Academy, that was a huge international deal because no one was starting schools from the ground up back then. That was just that. And then to be a male academy, it was, it was huge. Right. So we got visitors from all over the world, from, from Switzerland, Germany, um, you know, all over America, Philly, Chicago. At that time, Detroit was the district doing some great things. Uh, Dr. Art Jefferson was leaving out and Dr. McGriff was coming in. Um, you had some beautiful things happening in the city of Detroit and city of Detroit was making waves on the reformment of education in the nation. So we got a lot of attention from everywhere. And because at that time, because I was uh, starting in school from the ground up, which was hard, they considered that they said that puts light years into your career. So starting back then, start nowadays, you hear about people starting schools all the time. No big deal, no big deal. But back then, it was a huge thing. And we went through weeks and weeks and weeks of training before we actually met as a team to start school. We, we, they, they trained us over at Mary Girl, I mean, at, uh, at, uh, Wayne State University. Right. Um, preparing to open a new brand new school. Um, and it was exciting, but tiring. I mean, the knowledge we were getting, because we had to learn African-centered education and we had to learn the state's expectations. And then we had to add what makes us different to mm. the whole piece. Mm. What makes us different from every other school? I remember walking um, to, down the halls of different schools with Mr. Ray Johnson. At the time, he was Mr. Ray Johnson. Now he's Dr. Ray Johnson. And Ralph Bland, the three of us. Ralph Bland is... He had, heads up New Paradigm and um, over at uh, uh, Detroit Edison Public School Academy now. But we worked together at Paul Robeson Academy, and we would before we opened the doors, we went to other schools, and literally as we walked down the hallways, you would have teachers coming to the door with kids, come on, take this one, take this one, take this one, because they wanted us to do something with, with the boys them. that had really bad attitudes or really bad behaviors, mm. and that's what we took. We took all the ones they said they couldn't do anything with. Mm. It was a challenge to us. And we started off preschool to second grade. By the time the, um, we got to like uh, um, um, January of that first year, they were asking us, did we handpick the kids? <laughs> I lied to you not. Because wow. now... What they did, you know how they say people, uh, what's the saying? You see me now, but you don't know my story. You don't know my struggle. Right. Well, those boys, I had all boys. Now we had to ad admit girls. And luckily on our roster, there was a young lady named Kristen Johnson and Kristen could be a boy or a girl. We already had a girl enrolled in the school, but we really thought she was a boy, but we, 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 they used that in court. Like we were, we were not, uh, um, all, um, all male school. Yeah, we were not all male school. We were not being uh, segregate. We were not being segregation. Uh, we weren't treating boys different than girls. But but so the rule became once they uh, landed and ended the thing, um, we by us by so I think by four or five years we had to have a perfect fifty fifty girls and boys. That was the ruling um, with that case for all three schools. So but those but back to the point. 
those boys who people claim they couldn't do anything with, I had the second grade kick my butt. <laughs> but I didn't let them know it. I went in there every day determined that they were going to learn, they had no choice, and they were going to be somebody. Mm. I Hey, that's that was my mantra. You're going to learn, you ain't got no choice, and you're going to be somebody every wow. day. Wow. Every day. And sometimes I would go home and I would, you're going to learn. <laughs> you're going to be somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ah! Amazing! It's amazing what you what happens when you are consistent, because consistency is what we need. All right. of us need consistency. And these boys who have been turned away, kicked out, I didn't allow them to get kicked out. I checked them for their behavior. We made home vi- home visits. Um, it was a natural thing. Every weekend, Ralph and I, we 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 had this is before. Uh, the um, Google and the roadmaps and all that. We had trip tickets from AAA figuring out where we were and where the houses were on the maps. And we went to home. We had home visits. And these boys that we had were from all over the city Mm. because that was the beginning of school of choice. Wow. In 1990, 91, that was the beginning. And so while there I went, um, I went through uh, my grad program in Mary Grove, and after seven years, I got recruited by the Edison Schools to help start DEPSA from the ground up. DEPSA, yeah. Now, this was my second school starting from the ground up, and still, that was very new. That was very new, but Ralph and I had experience because we've done it before. Where other people were struggling, we had experience. So we had, that's why to this day, schools like Detroit Service Learning Academy are light years ahead of other schools because of the systems we learned. We were able to share that information. Mm. Uh, now, I didn't start here, but I know how they started because of my experience. And I know why they do a lot of things here because of my experience. Right. They literally, a lot of it, a lot of it came from Paul Robeson Academy. That is awesome. That is awesome. I know you guys are enjoying my interview with this distinguished, distinguished gentleman, the superintendent of the service learning district, my good friend, D'Angelo uh, Alexander. He's with us and he has really shared a lot about, uh, not just, uh, his background in education, but, um, the, the, the importance of having a male black man, black positive men as role models uh, for our young boys and young men uh, as they are going through this educational system. And I have to say that it's so very important that, uh, you know, our young black boys and young black men have these type, these types of role models in front of them uh, because, you know, they don't know you don't necessarily see them in, in, in real life. You don't, you know, sometimes all you see of those positive images are on television or in the movies. And sometimes they seem so far away and distant and off uh, in some in some distant uh, planet or space for these young men. But to have men like D'Angelo Alexander and others like him 
uh, in the in the field of education in front of them, uh, I'm sure, uh, made a, a very indelible impact in their lives. And uh, I just can't say how, again, excited we are to have him on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud Radio and TV when show. We guys, we're getting, ready to take- we're getting more to my interview with this dynamic, uh, distinguished gentleman, uh, the superintendent of the, D- the service learning district, Mr. D'Angelo Alexander. This is Thinking Out Loud Radio and TV show. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a better educational alternative for your child? One that'll help your child advance socially and academically? Your search is over. Welcome Welcome to to Redford Service Service Learning Academy. Academy. We proudly offer small classroom sizes. As well as student-centered achievement and academic programs taught by experienced and caring teachers. Various after-school programs including sports, access to technology, and free transportation. Free lunch and breakfast for all students. Simply visit our website or give us a call for more information. Your Your child's child's future future begins today. today. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Global advocate Martin Luther King III. So I I think the future is is the, the best probably is yet to come, particularly coming out of this phase right now, coming out of, you know, the last four years of being dark and desolate. I mean, the last four years, theoretically, could cause, of have caused people to, to have lost faith, particularly if, if Trump had won. I think our, we wouldn't have a democracy if this man had been reelected. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Minneapolis, Minnesota to London, England, from New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show.
Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. All right, guys, we are back again, and I'm just so very happy, as I said before the break, to have this distinguished superintendent, D'Angelo Alexander, from the Service Learning District with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. And before the break, he has been sharing a lot about his uh, his uh, ed- career in education, a uh, very extensive background in, in education. And I'm so very happy that he talked about uh, the black male uh, presence that, uh, you know, that he, the void that he feel, he and many others feel uh, early on uh, in his career in education, starting schools like Paul Roberson, Malcolm X, and Marcus Garvey, uh, where young boys could learn how to become young men. And um, I'm just so, again, very excited to have him with us on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I also talked about uh, this uh, gentleman being a part of uh, a podcast partner uh, that the Detroit, the service learning district is now a sponsor of the uh, thinking out loud radio show and shouts out to CEO Maurice Evans and his entire staff from elite school management and the service learning district for uh, looking at our podcast and seeing something in us that they, they wanted to be a part of. And we thank them so very much for doing so. And in this segment, we wanted to talk about uh, the, the, the service learning uh, district and the three schools, the Detroit Service Learning Academy, the Oak Park Service Learning Academy, and the Redford Service Learning Academies. I want you to share with our listeners, uh, D'Angelo, uh, what sets uh, these schools apart from, say, your public schools, your parochial or private schools? What makes these schools stand out? Um, well, we always like to say we have a door open at one of our schools. That's Detroit, Oak Park, and Redford. Wow. Um, we um, we do a lot. What, what sets us apart, I think, is the service learning part of our name. Mm. Um, for example, every month we have service learning projects and initiatives. For the month of October, just for an example, and I'm, I won't run through all of them, but just just the month of October, yeah, no we have uh, breast cancer awareness. Wow! Along with a fundraiser that and that will be given to breast cancer, we have an anti-bullying program uh, initiative in the month of October. Um, we have a balloon launch, an orange balloon launch on the 22nd for the anti-bullying. Um, Initiative, and then we have what we call Socktober. And Socktober, we were we're, we're raising uh, white new socks, and most likely we will stuff them with um, toilet uh, with a, a toothpaste, um, a small thing of um, deodorant, 
something that could be used and donated to this uh, neighborhood service organization. Mm-hmm. So um, that's just for the month of October. And we do something, we have something like that every month the school is in session. We teach our students about um, giving back to their community, protecting their community, um, and um, being responsible for the community. And now those are three major initiatives that all three schools, the total district, are involved in. But you have other initiatives that are happening with grade levels and classrooms as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, we have one grade level uh, collecting old glasses, and they'll donate those to um, an eyeglass place that will retake them and re- redevelop them and give them away to people free. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's, you know, we have a, 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 another or a grade level that's focused on helping raise money to send to Africa to create wells for water. Um, so we that's got a lot awesome. going on. Um, what makes us different is the service learning part. And everyone that comes in our school, they can feel the love. Mm. You can feel it. It's, 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 it's inexplainable, but when you come into any of our buildings, Detroit, Oak Park, or Redford, you immediately feel comforted and loved. And that's because of the spirit that the staff give off, because everyone is about taking care of each other and taking care of our guests right. and looking out. And so... Uh, our population is not different, nor, no different than any other Detroit urban population. Right. We have 99% free and reduced lunch that we, we serve our population. 99% are free and reduced lunch. And we make no excuses for anything. We just make it happen for our people, for our community, for our students. So eyeglasses, uh, we get them, get them glasses if they need it. They need to see a dentist. We take care of that. Um, as a matter of fact, as we talk about medical health, we are in the process. We have, uh, uh, Mr. Evans just signed a contract with Henry Ford Health Systems to have a clinic on site. So, yeah, wow. Um, um, I believe that this week I'm interviewing a, 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 a couple nurses that they have already screened. And want us to make a decision on for when we open up the, uh, I mean, this is literally as I'm talking, this stuff is happening with the Henry Ford that's health amazing. system. And that's all a part of like Maurice Evans vision, you know? Right. And so, um, but on top of that, if we have parents that are struggling, um, rent, we find the resources. I'm not saying we take care of it for them. But we right. help the guide, direct them, and get them the resources that we know are out there for them. Uh, gas, electric, water, phones. We are doing everything. We, we even drop off food to homes. Mm. Uh, and, and like earlier when I mentioned home visits as a, as a teacher, well, I still believe in home visits because home visits let you see them in a different light. Right. And, and, and once you know where they come from, you know how to work with and for them even more. So right. we perform a lot of home visits and because I believe in it, the staff have bought into it. So no, our, our security goes along with us. We don't go alone. We, we take precautions, but even during the height of COVID, 
we were making deliveries in a very safe way with food and water to homes. Mm. Um, uh, we have uh, our, our transportation department. We have buses that go out and get a lot of our students. But when the buses are not picking up students, the buses are out there making stops, different stops to drop off food at different stops that we have out there. So what I believe makes us different is that we take care of the child academically, physically, socially, and mentally. Hmm. Um, um, we believe in social, emotional learning, um, especially during this climate. We know that they have gone through some things that we could never understand. Right. So we have uh, counselors, we have social workers, and our culture specialists focus on social, emotional learning. So every classroom in the district is practicing social and emotional learning in some type of way. It's different at different levels, of course, but we believe that that is part of nurturing and wrapping our arms around the students, not physically, but with services. Right. Um, and, and what I like to think of immediately, um, I'm, a, I'm a former military guy. That's how I paid for school. And Mud Sergeant Major used to say, we want to be lavish with ammunition and stingy with the life. Hmm. Lavish with ammunition and stingy with the life. So, in that taking that same concept, ammunition for me, for us, are services. Service. So we want to be at, we are, we not, we're going to be, we want to be, but we are. We are lavish with services for our students, parents, and community. And that helps us become stingy with their life. Mm. Now, uh, I know I keep mentioning Mr. Evans' name, and I, I hope I hope his ears are burning. And <laughs> but they probably are. <laughs> um, he had another vision, just to take us to the next level of education, and that's the high school. And so we're working on opening the ninth grade academy in fall of 2022. And the focus of this high school is going to be career driven. Wow. So we have already uh, created a lot of partnerships with uh, auto mechanic, culinary arts, um, electrical, plumbing. Um, so our our hopes and dreams are that, you know, we talk about changing kids' lives. And I'm still on the subject of what makes us different. Right. Well, a lot of people talk about changing students' lives. But the way to change their life is to put some money in their pocket. Mm. Economics is what is the, what we're fighting. So how do we deal with the economics? Right. Well, we teach them how to go make some money, money. legally, mm-hmm. legally, so they can have a legal hustle. Right. Whether it be entrepreneur, as a plumber, as an electrician, as a chef, as as a hairdresser. We want to teach them, Barbara, we want to teach them how to make that money because that is what's going to change their lives and their parents' lives. That's true. That's true. Go put them on a whole nother plane. So why do I say that? Well, as we were visiting um, these partnerships, um, we went to the auto place um, and they shared with us one of their students that was in high school. Ninth, uh, ninth grade and said he did, he wasn't interested. But eventually when they start working with the machines, he got a little interested. 
Mm-hmm. And, and um, he got so interested, he became pretty good. And this particular student had what they call a 504 plan. And a 504 plan is a plan you don't, it says like, you don't make it, you're not, uh, you're not, you don't have a learning disability, but you need some support. So uh, he wasn't interested. And this same student um, is currently working for an automobile agency in their service department. I don't want to call names. But that happened because the the, the service department from different um, automobile agencies would call this place, say, hey, you got anybody ready? You got anybody ready? And this particular student was ready, but not ready, but somebody that they can work with. Right. Well, they hired him making $65 an hour. Whoa. Whoa. By his 11th grade, he had bought a house. Whoa. He had bought a house that him and his parents could live in and was working on buying another one he could rent out. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we need in our neighborhood, and that's what sets us apart. We changing lives. I get excited. That's amazing. That's it's amazing. real though. I'm not just I'm not just making this up. We are in the process of planning and organizing our ninth grade academy, which will go from ninth to the twelfth and promote our students all the way through high school. And by the time they graduate, they will have a degree or a, not a degree, a certificate and probably an associate's degree that they can use to make some money. And by the tenth, eleventh grade. We're out there hustling, trying to get them jobs so that they can have money while they are in high school, not after, in high school. In high school. We're trying to change lives. That's what makes us different. And we're working vigorously, hard as we can to make it happen. Wow. Guys, I know you. Now, we, do a whole lot, we, we do a whole, a whole lot of other things as well, but that right. is one of the things that's like fresh and yes. new and coming. And that that's awesome because what I heard you say in 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 this is that the service learning part is really making educational pra- education practical because for for young people many of them uh, I know I, and I remember when I was in back in school myself you were asking yourself the question well when am I going to use algebra and geometry and when am I going to use you know uh, a lot of these concepts and 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 things like that that are covered in class but now you guys are making education practical you're making educational education real life and right up front and 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 close to uh today's young people where they can reach out and grab it and they can uh they they can now live it and and become like you said uh the entrepreneurs that that we want them to become. I say all the time that we have to become, uh, we, we have to show our young people the success that we expect them to have in the future. You, we, we can't just set that standard and not show them how to get there. But it sounds to me like that's what you guys are doing. You're not just setting the standard, but you're showing the young people exactly how to get the success that you expect for them to have in the future. Exactly. And and even though we allow them some freedom because they need that freedom to feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable enough to go out on that ledge. Right. We have built a net to make sure they don't fall. 
Mm. And we are holding their hand right. to make sure they don't fall. Right. We are not letting them go, but we are letting them venture out. And that's so very important, right? That's so very important. I know you guys are enjoying my interview with this distinguished gentleman, the superintendent of the service learning district, Mr. D'Angelo Alexander. So happy to have him with us on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. Guys, when we come back, we'll get more to my interview with this dynamic, uh, distinguished gentleman, uh, the superintendent of the, the service learning district, Mr. D'Angelo Alexander. This is Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. We'll be right back. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson. And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Vision should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Vision. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Refined, rebranded, reinvented, reinvigorated, revived. The new michaelnimmons.com website is finally here. And believe me, it's worth the wait. A state-of-the-art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, watch Thinking Out Loud TV, read the Thinking Out Loud blog, purchase books and swag, and so much more. Subscribe today and get a free gift on us. Stop by the new michaelnimmons.com. It is sure to be a thought book working experience. In need of a logo design for your business, then check out DM Designs. Need flyers, t-shirts, business cards, or a website for your business, then check out DM Designs. The people at DM Designs will get you right for your next business venture. They're professional and courteous and they get the job done right every time. Check out the team at DM Designs. Give them a call today at 734-219-5266. DM Designs, bringing your imagination to life. 
don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Spartans! What is your profession? All right, guys, we are back, and uh, I hope you're enjoying. In fact, I know you're enjoying my interview with this distinguished gentleman, the superintendent of the service learning district, my good friend, Mr. D'Angelo Alexander. Uh, I've just really been enjoying listening to him share uh, not just uh, about his background in education, which is very extensive, uh, but also uh, some of the, the, the great things that are happening uh, at the service learning district. Remember, they have three, three, not one, not two, but three uh, schools, the Detroit Service Learning Academy, the Redford Service Learning Academy, and the Oak Park Service Learning Academy. So there are any parents that are listening on uh, this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show and they're looking for a good school to put their children in, their young people in, I cannot think of a better place than any one of the three uh, service learning uh, academies. And again, they are a sponsor of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And as I said earlier, uh, you know, we talked uh, about a forum that we had back in August of this year. We felt it was important that uh, that the, the the educators and administrators uh, from the school districts uh, to, uh, come on and talk about uh, the transition uh, from virtual to in-person learning. Back in September, uh, after Labor Day, schools in Michigan and many schools around the country uh, opened up their doors after being closed for over a year because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And young people moved from learning virtually to now being back in school learning in person. So I want to know from you, uh, Superintendent Alexander, uh, what that transition has been like. We are in the month of October, the first couple of weeks in October. So, uh, you know, we've been, you've been, uh, I would say maybe about six or seven weeks in, uh, to this new school year. So give us a status update on where you guys are with in-person learning for the service learning district. Gotcha. So, um, to be honest, it, it was, uh, not a comfortable thing, uh, but a necessary thing. Hmm. Um, and, we actually did a poll of our teaching staff to see how many were willing to uh, teach virtually. And none of them wanted to teach virtually. They all wanted to see their students. That's how committed they are to teaching because most of the students were not successful virtually. Wow. And so um, la- I would say last year we probably had two-thirds virtually and one third in school Mm. this year flip that we have three fourths face to face and one fourth virtually oh you guys are offering virtual learning we 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 had to Mm -hmm. well we didn't have to (laughs) i'm about i'm about giving the people what they want but within reason so students that did not perform well virtually 
we advised parents that that was not the best decision for them. Mm-hmm. And if they still pushed it and wanted it, they had to sign off on a waiver saying they know that their student was not successful virtually, but they still chose it. Got it. All right. Right. And so um, that's how we were able to wean a lot of them back in physically. And then we did, we had a nice, we had a, we had a, a small portion of our students who thrived virtually. You know, they just, they just thrived virtually. And if their parents wanted them to remain virtual, no fuss from us. None at all. We we want to support that. Right. As a matter of fact, we want to do what's right for our children. And they all are different. So we're here to cater and create the atmosphere for every student to be able to be comfortable and to be able to learn. Because we all learn differently. differently. Um, but it was, it was somewhat of fear. Um, and count day was last Wednesday and we have 1,358 students on count day. Um, that is a big number. Yeah. So big that we actually had a site visit on count day because where others were claiming they, they couldn't get their kids and what didn't know where their kids were. We continue to say we have this number, this number and they, and they continue to grow. So, um, and I would, I just would attribute that to relationships that we have with our parents. Um, now there is a nice little portion of, of the students who are new to our school, but I think they heard about a lot of things we were doing with and for our student population and they came. Um, so we have co- commercials out there on channel, uh, 720, um, bounce. Um, we have, uh, Radio spots, but I'll right, be honest. You're on the Thinking Out Loud radio show as well. That's right. <laughs> but the, number, the number one way to recruit is a parent talking about your school. Wow. Yeah. Nothing, nothing can beat that. Nothing can beat the word of mouth. Right. You can run a commercial all day, every day, but until somebody says, I've tried it and I like it, I've tried it and I love it, or I've been there, my kid has been there since uh, kindergarten, and they are in the sixth grade, and this, this, this. Now, we're not perfect, but we work hard at trying to be perfect. Right. And if we have a problem, we admit to our problem, we fix that problem, and we move on. Because problems are nothing but educational situations that need to be figured out, and we are an educational entity, and that's what we do. Every day, we figure it out every day. What's right for students, what's not right for students. And so getting started, it was it was a little nervous. You know, um, we also have provided extra support for our staff, knowing that COVID is out there. So we have um, confidential therapists that will work with our staff if our, our staff want it. Um, and so we wanted to do everything we could to make sure that our staff were comfortable because if they're not comfortable, they're not going to make the atmosphere comfortable for the students. Right. So we provide uh, what they call PPE, personal protection equipment, gloves, masks, shields. Um, sometimes some of our desks around teachers have, have the shield around. We, uh, we can't fit as many students in the classroom uh, like we normally would. Uh, we can only fit like, uh, um, you know, 
uh, three-fourths of what our numbers would be. Last year was like half because it was six feet distance. This year, it's about three-fourths because we have three feet distance in our classrooms. So we came back. uh, um, We uh, have a mask mandate. We're in Wayne County. Uh, and we adhere to that. We have COVID protocols where every student, every staff, any and everybody that come in the building gets, uh, perf- we perform a wellness check on them, uh, checking their temperature and, and making sure they have their mask on and asking a few questions. Uh, um, COVID health, co- I'm sure you've received them, you know. And so we, I think that we are doing well because we are following as close as possible, the COVID protocols that are expected. Mm. Um, and so um, masks are worn. Now, we've had situations where a student here got sick, parent got sick, um, but because we are, um, because of the protocols we have in place, because our students don't travel a whole lot, our staff do most of the traveling, um, we're able to contain and we're able to uh track where everyone's at you know we i mean we're not perfect but we're doing a, as close as a job we can to following all of that well um someone uh, I, I got a call the other day to said, uh um my, my my daughter told me that the teacher took their mask off i was like mm. uh yeah, yes ma'am but the teacher was behind the desk and they need to get it a breath of fresh air every once in a while. And we told our teachers to allow the students to get some fresh air from yeah, now and now. You, right. you got to go all day, every day with this with mask, mask on. on. Right. You know, um, you got to, you got to be, we are human. You have to give some credence to the human nature of breathing without that mask on, but then put it back on, cover the nose, you know, and so, um, because we're following protocols that were put in place by the CDC and Wayne County Health Department and Detroit Health Department and ourselves, we have some we created ourselves. Uh, I think that has really helped us operate um, in teaching our students and recruitment as well, um, knowing that we are a place that is going to even even beyond COVID is going we are going to provide the services to our students and our parents that are necessary. Um, our cleaning team, our, our, our facility and cleaning team, they do a spectacular job throughout the day, wiping things down, sanitizing things. So I like this. And, and you know what? The thing is, under COVID, it is a little bit more um, uh, rapid. Uh, cleaning is just a little tad. But we already did it. We already did a lot of that. We Even already before COVID. Before COVID, we were already cleaning all, you know, but right. of course we put some emphasis on those high touched areas like doorknobs and, and everywhere, you know. Um, but for the most part, we have an excellent cleaning team. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're still constantly recruiting great people to help keep it going. Um, but I give a lot of credit to them as well, uh, for making sure that we are ready every day. Some people say COVID ready. We beyond COVID, but we are COVID. ready. Period. Ready. Period. That is so. Awesome. Uh, um. So you got the recruitment piece. Uh, we got this. We're operating in school. Uh, this week we're getting ready for our parent teacher conference. Will be mostly virtual. 
Um, we may have a few few situations where they need to be face to face, but for the most part, it'll be virtual. Uh, we'll utilize uh, um, um, Zoom and Google Classroom, uh, which is Google Meets, to um, to to have those uh, discussions. And you know what? Because of the virtual uh, opportunity, we're able to reach more. Right. And so that's somewhat of a celebration. We have, you know, we figured out how we can reach more parents because normally on the parent teacher conference, you got these long lines in the hallway and waiting. I'm talking about before COVID and, mm-hmm. and people get frustrated because they don't, they, they didn't seen all of, they got four or five teachers to see because they got four or five uh, kids. But now under, under these virtual opportunities, they can be scheduled. And they don't even have to leave their home. Don't even have to leave. Can can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> right. We have we we have we have uh, really um, you know technology has we really become we really embraced technology, and that's one thing that has come out of COVID. You know, uh, not just in education, but even in. In corporate America, you know, there, there were certain, certain, uh, certain aspects of corporate America and the workplace that were using Zoom and Microsoft Teams, but because of COVID now, the, you know, the, the, that is spread worldwide and, uh, and it's made us in some respects even closer in it because we are using technology uh, to, to reach out to one another. People are you, families are using that are not, that are in the other states are using, uh, Zoom and Microsoft Teams to have family reunions and parties and things like that. It's just amazing, uh, the things that are being done now with technology that people have, have, have maybe, maybe forgotten about or didn't really recognize until COVID, unfortunately. But now because of COVID, they're using technology in, in ways that they never thought of or dreamed of. And, yeah. uh, you've seen that happen in education and, uh, you guys are just you got grandmas. You got grandmas on zoom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I think we've gotten smarter. I right. think, um, you know, there's this, uh, saying that, um, you know, a oyster become, uh, creates a, a, a pearl from that grain of sand that constantly is in an, in an annoying place. And it keeps working that same muscle, trying to get that grain of sand out of that muscle. And eventually a pearl arrives. Well, mm. let's look at COVID. COVID is definitely annoying. Right. It is scary and annoying. But it makes us think like we've never thought before. before. Especially in the schools. We have to use all of our brain power in different ways. Mm. It's just as tiring as it was moving physically to be on Zoom. But we have to think, and that can be exhausting at times. But the end result is a smarter, more well-prepared, diligent person that's ready for a lot more than what we were ready for before COVID, you know? Wow. And so I'm, I'm not saying I like COVID, but um, not to be spiritual. I believe in God and I Absolutely. believe that nothing happens without his 
permission or allowance. Right. And so therefore, if you believe in God, if you're a believer in God, and God allowed COVID to happen, and God is good, he had a plan. He had a plan. And if you're, if you're within the will of God, the sovereignty of God, you're in a good place. You're in a good place. You're in a better place Mm -hmm. than you were before COVID. Now, if you're woe, if you're a woe is me person, even though you know God, but you're still a woe is me person, constantly complaining, letting it run you crazy, letting it make you fatter than what you were. And blaming everything on COVID. Right. Now we have a whole nother issue. <laughs> and looking at things negatively, looking at the, you know, looking at the glass half empty instead of being half full, the, the, right. being the pessimist, instead of looking at it, as you said earlier, as new opportunities, new, uh, avenues and doors that have opened uh, you know, that have presented themselves and, 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 and we're able to see things in a new light. Uh, you know, of course we have this pandemic we're dealing with, but it has caused us now to use the brain power that God has given us to think and to see how we can still get things accomplished and things done in spite of uh, the circumstances that might be in front of us, you know. That's right. That's right. And check this out, Mike. You're going to like this. It has forced us to think out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's it right. forced us to think out loud. That's right. That's <laughs> it. That's the show, guys. It has forced us. <laughs> It has forced us to think out loud. It has forced us to do that. Man, I've enjoyed my conversation with this distinguished gentleman, the superintendent of the Service Learning District, Mr. D'Angelo Alexander. Before I let you go, I want you to just share a little bit about what you think the future is of the Service Learning District. You guys are doing and have done some awesome things uh, for your young people. Uh, you've, you've shared uh, with us uh, how service and learning go go hand in hand and becoming a practical way to to deliver education to today's young people. But I want you to talk to us a little bit about the future of the service learning district and what you guys have in store for this group of young people. Got you. So so um man, that's a loaded question, but I'm gonna try to answer it with just a couple things because no I'm, I'm, I'm every day I come in with a new idea for wow. a new reason and new purpose. Right. Um, um, we just had last Thursday, we had a young lady come and uh, give a demonstration and spend some time with our our mothers and our daughters, um, and it's, it was called Damsel in Defense, and so. Uh, we literally gave away some things that our, our, our young girls and mothers can use to defend themselves. All of this started because, um, um, we, we performed, uh, a, a check, um, a, 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 a random search. And, um, but before they, because we knew it was random, we asked everyone in the, each classroom, if you have something that you know you should not have in school, put it in this bucket and nothing will happen. But if you, 
if we performed a random search and you have something that we have an issue that you could have avoided. And so throughout that, what we found is our girls were coming to school with some objects to protect themselves. Mm. And some of those objects probably, if not used properly or held properly, they would hurt themselves before they hurt the assailant. Right. And so from that, we, we, uh, we had a, uh, a got together and we, we brought together a damsel in defense to help show our girls how to defend themselves. So, uh, earlier I was telling you about, um, our students economics. We have another program called Young Millionaires Organization. And the Young Millionaires, um, we're teaching the students how to save, how to use stocks, how to be an entrepreneur. And so from that, if it's done like I expect it to be done, in 10 years, I believe one of our students will be a millionaire. Woo! In 10 years, I believe one of our students will be a millionaire. That's future. That's future. Um, we're, that's working on our ninth, we're working on our ninth grade high school, our ninth grade academy, which will eventually become a full-fledged full high school. High school. We plan on that opening 2022. Um, and the focus will be career driven, career and college readiness is the title. Um, service learning, career and college readiness, high school. Um, and from that, we, we uh, plan on our students by 10th and 11th grade will be working a trade. Um, now, one of the main things, uh, even my kid, I have a 16 year old boy. When you ask students what they want to be in the urban setting, in the black community, it's very seldom you find one of them that say something realistic and for real of what they will focus on. Mm -hmm. But in other communities, it's a norm. As a matter of fact, a lot of them are going to go work for their parents that own grocery stores and jewelry shops and whatnot and, and automobile agencies. Right. Uh, insurance agency, which is a big business. I didn't know you could get a degree in insurance. I didn't know that. I, you know, I mean, I'm just, so all of these things we're bringing to our students as early as possible. Right. On top of learning how to read. Now, because of third grade law, we have a lot of third graders and because of COVID, we have a lot of third graders that aren't, that have, that aren't making it. So we're focusing on building our early childhood department up so that our students are reading fluently, not by third grade, by second grade, first and mm. second grade. That's future. In essence, at all three schools where we have a door open, Detroit, Oak Park and Redford, we plan on where at all three of those locations being a beacon in the community where students and parents will know that their student is going to be somebody by being a member of that population, by being able to be assume uh, the name of that school on their report card. They will know that their child is going to be a successful student, whatever they choose to be, right. whatever they choose to be at, at Oak Park this past summer. Uh, Miss uh, Green, I hate I can't say all of them name, but Miss Miss Janelle Green, she had an awesome idea. 
at their end of the year celebration, each student received their own business cards. Each student received 10 business cards. Mm. Now, from that, now I don't know about you, but most adults get excited when they get a business card. Absolutely. So just imagine being a student with some business cards with your name on it, saying that you are a student here. And on the back it says, if you are interested, if you would like to be a student like me, call this number and you can get in at Oak Park Service Learning Academy. Right. We're teaching our kids how to sell themselves. themselves. Mm. But in order to sell yourself, you have to be a representative, a quality representative. You have to walk straight, talk straight, look people in the eye, shake their hand, or now now we fist bumping, but <laughs> because of COVID. But we, we're teaching our students to walk with their heads high. We have um uh, this past weekend we had a room upstairs at Detroit Service Learning Academy being worked on. That will be our first e-sports room. And so we will have this year, we have an e-sports program at Detroit, and we'll have an e-sports program at Redford. E-sports. Right. Now, ironically, two years ago, um, some students in the sixth grade who are who have, who have now gone on to high school asked if we could have esports and create a presentation for the leadership team to watch. And they, they presented esports. Esports is that next thing coming. Esports is, 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 I'm glad you asked. So, you know how we always talk about all these kids do is play games on the video games? Right. Well, now the video games have evolved into game, gaming internationally. And they are giving scholarships at colleges for esports, just like you would get for baseball track. Get out of here. And you have esports competing at the pro level where they are gaming and getting paid to play games. Wow. Just like we, we, Monday Night Football is on, they're getting paid to play football. Esports is that next thing. And we, the Service Learning District, have esports being implemented this year. Wow. It's coming. <laughs> hey, that's future. It's happening. It's happening. Right um, now. And so our goal, our goal, our true goal is to make sure that we have something for every student to be a part of. We have chess. We have Young Millionaires, which is a, um, a, a money marketing organization. I mean, more money marketing club. Uh, we have nursing, uh, where students are learning how uh, to be a nurse and, and gaining interest because that is a, another area where we have a lack of color, and the need is great in the in the nursing field, mm -hmm. um, and uh, so much more. You know, um, we just want to have something for every student to latch on to on top of their academics. That is so awesome. That's incredible. And the, the, the e-sports is something that I, I, I don't even think we've thought of, you know, we, we, we typically think of, you know, e-sports is just basically video games, but now it's evolved into something that, that you can actually turn into a career 
And, 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 and that is what, that's what it sounds like is happening. You guys, I know you have enjoyed and, uh, immensely enjoyed my interview with this distinguished gentleman, uh, the, the superintendent of the service learning district, Mr. D'Angelo Alexander. So very, very happy and honored to have him on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And now you guys see why they are a sponsor of our podcast. They are doing some phenomenal things there. And if you are a parent that is listening and you're trying to find the right school to put your young people in, uh, and, you know, I cannot think of a better uh, institution uh, than the service learning districts in the Detroit Service Learning Academy, the Oak Park Service Learning Academy, and the Retford Service Learning Academies. They are doing some great things, and I think you'll be doing your young people a great uh, uh, a great deal of uh, you'll be giving them a great opportunity I think by putting them in these institutions these schools especially if you're if you're in the Detroit metropolitan area I highly recommend that you put your young people in these schools they're doing their very best to make sure that they give them a quality education so uh, I again have enjoyed uh, talking with you and, uh, you know, guys that are watching on Thinking Out Loud TV, you can see, uh, it's been a long day, I'm sure, for the, uh, the superintendent, but he's carved out time for us and we certainly appreciate him doing that and being with us on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, thanks so much, God, uh, uh, D'Angelo and may God continue to bless you. Hey, Mike. Thank you for allowing me to think out loud. I appreciate you. <laughs> All right. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show, guys. We'll be right back. <laughs> You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. for a better educational alternative for your child? One that'll help advance them socially and academically? Your search is over. Welcome Welcome to to Detroit Detroit Service Service Learning Academy. Academy. We proudly offer small classroom sizes. As well as student-centered achievement and academic programs taught by experienced and caring teachers. Various after-school programs, including sports. On-site clinic in partnership with Henry Ford Health Systems. Free breakfast and lunch for all students. Simply visit our website or give us a call for more information. Your child's future begins today. Author and Professor Dr. Peniel Joseph. You don't have to be Team Malcolm or Team Martin. I think you should be both. You know, so I think the Black community needs both. I think that King is much more revolutionary and radical than the public perceives him to be. And I think Malcolm is is a much more um, brilliant and and, and, um, courageous individual who can be radically pragmatic and revolutionarily pragmatic to save black lives while trying to defeat white supremacy than people give him credit for. So um, that's why I try to show Malcolm is absolutely this pro- prosecuting attorney, but he's also a black America statesman too. He's going to the Middle East, he's going to Africa, um, he's schooling the young Cassius Clay before he's Muhammad Ali on what Africa means, you know, what his identity means. So. I think I put them together because I thought there was much more convergence than divergence. And I think when you frame them the other way, you hurt um, understanding of the movement. We bring you the best minds 
who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. What's cracking Planet Earth? It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemitz. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. This week's thought is entitled, Knowing Who You Are. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is found in 1 John, the third chapter, and verse number one, where John the Revelator reads, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Such a powerful scripture that speaks to the identity of each of us as children of the Most High God. The great thing about God's word is that there is great emphasis put on identity and the importance of knowing who we are. Identity is the cornerstone of our faith as believers. When you know who you are, it is very difficult for the enemy to manipulate or convince you to settle for anything less than who you are. It's important to note that knowing who you are is also knowing whose you are. Whose you are is directly connected to your identity because we are his children. There's security in knowing whose you are because who you are is directly tied to who he is. Jesus Christ is the true source of our identity as his children. We are because he is. 
the champions of the faith that Paul talks about in Hebrews the 11th chapter all had this in common they knew who they were because they all knew who their God is the confidence they had in their purpose their mission their identity was securely tied to the true source of their identity God himself there's no way that the Hebrew boys could face a fiery furnace lit seven times hotter and defy the narcissistic king Nebuchadnezzar if they didn't know who their God was. There's no way that Daniel could have faced a den of hungry lions and defied the order of the king and beseeched his God on behalf of the children of Israel if he didn't know who his God was. No way that Moses could lead God's people through the meandering and bewildering Egyptian desert to the promised land if he did not know who his God was. The champions of faith that Paul talked about in Hebrews the 11th chapter all had this in common. They knew who they were because they also knew who their God is. The confidence they had in their purpose, their mission, their identity was securely tied to the true source of their identity, God himself. There's no way that the Hebrew boys could face a fiery furnace lit seven times hotter and defy the narcissistic king Nebuchadnezzar if they didn't know who their God was. There's no way that Daniel could have faced a den of hungry lions and defied the order of the king and beseeched God on behalf of the children of Israel if he didn't know who his God was. No way that Moses could lead God's people through the meandering and bewildering Egyptian desert to the promised land if he did not know who his God was. And the Bible is filled with story after story where the champions of the faith were according to Hebrews 11 who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed violent and flight turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again and others were stoned not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trials of cruel mockings and scourging. Yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. Were tempted. Were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskin being destitute, afflicted and tormented of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in, in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. These champions of faith that Paul chronicles in Hebrews 11 chapter could not have accomplished any of these noteworthy things without knowledge of who they were and more importantly, who God is. John the Revelator rightly declared in the B clause of the opening scripture that who we look like now in no way reflects who we're going to be. We might not look like what we're going to be, but John said right now, immediately, regardless of the circumstances, we are a son of God. To those who look at our external man to determine our identity, they look at what we have and what we drive, where we live, what we have on to determine our worth and our value. None of these superficial accoutrements or the lack thereof can determine our true identity. 
Who we are is greater than our cars. Who we are is much greater than where we live. Who we are is far greater than what we have on. Who we are is much greater than how many degrees we have behind our name. Who we are is much greater than how many zeros in our bank account. But who we are is determined by the auspicious, sovereign power of the God that we serve. The divine connection between who we are and who we were is accentuated in the word of God. If ever you get confused about who you are, all you need to do is go to God's word and you will be reminded of our divine identity. Just ask Abraham who we are. Ask Isaiah who we are. Ask Elijah who we are. Ask Elisha who we are. Ask Jacob who we are. Ask Joseph who we are. Ask King David who we are. Ask Moses who we are. Ask Joshua who we are. Ask the three Hebrew boys who we are. Ask the twelve apostles who we are. Ask King Solomon who we are. Ask Ruth who we are. Ask Esther who we are. Ask the woman with the issue of blood who we are. And if you're still confused, Ask Jesus Christ who we are. They will tell you they've been where we're headed. They know how far we've come because their success is our success. Their battles are our battles. Their obstacles are our obstacles. Their victories are our victories. And their history will be our future. of the scripture in 1 Peter 2 and 9 where he says and ye are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who brought you out of darkness into this marvelous light I hope this thought blessed you in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show want to give a special shout out to the distinguished superintendent of the service learning district my good friend Mr. D'Angelo Alexander thank him for taking time out of his busy schedule to be with us on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show and they are doing some phenomenal things at uh, the service learning district remember they have three locations Detroit, the Redford and Oak Park Service Learning Academies you've heard the commercials on our podcast and we hope that you, if you're looking for a good school to put your young people in, I can't think of a better school uh, that will give your young people a quality education than the Detroit Service Learning, uh, the Service Learning District, the Detroit, the Oak Park, or the Redford Service Learning Academies. You can visit their websites at DetroitSLA.org, RedfordSLA.org, or OakParkSLA.org to get more information about how you can put your young people in these great educational institutions. 
And thank you for taking time out of your day to spend it with us right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We greatly appreciate it. We appreciate each and every one of you. And we hope you appreciate what we're doing right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you do, do us a favor, guys. When you go out and you listen to our podcast, wherever you listen, our podcast is just about everywhere you can imagine on the World Wide Web. Uh, Write us a review. Rate us and let us know that you like what you're listening to. We would love to hear from you. You can always drop us a line and contact at michaelnemons.com. We respond to all of our emails. We love to get your feedback about the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TOL Radio Host MSN or like our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud HQ. Our fan base is growing and we hope and pray you'll be a part of it. We thank you so much for your support of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we also want to take some time again to uh, those who are entrepreneurs, those who are business owners, and you are uh, wanting to find ways to promote your business, your product, or your service. We want you to consider the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Uh, We would love to partner with you just as we have with those who uh, commercials that you've heard on the show. Uh, our partners, uh, we thank them so much for their support of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Again, podcasts are a great way to get the message out. Uh, podcasts are a global medium and you can be heard all across the country and the world. So if you're interested in being a podcast partner of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, shoot us an email at contact at michaelnemons.com or send us a DM in any one of our social media media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, or on Facebook, and we'll be more than happy to help and assist you in promoting your product and service right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, Be sure to tune in next week. We're going to have another great show in store for you. And until next time, always remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can be it, you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.